right, here we go. Welcome back to Nothing to Say, the fans podcast. What a show we have for you today. There's a lot to talk about. Week two of the NFL season was just unbelievable for a lot of different reasons. This weekend was, or I should say last weekend, was the weekend of comebacks from the worst of places and the best of places, depending on what uh, team you are a fan of. So before we get into it, Sam, just quick recap on uh, on week two of the NFL. What were your thoughts? Man, a lot of surprises. As you guys can see, based off the percentage in the corner of my screen, not picking well with these games. Uh, a lot of games are going different ways. Giants are absolutely killing me. The week I don't pick Detroit, they come through. The Commanders put trust in Carson Wentz. Don't know why I did that. These these games are tough. You really don't know where it's going these early couple weeks. I mean, I do. I'm at 58%. I, I was 10 for six uh, this past week. So I, I feel good. I think I'm going to make a second career out of uh, sports betting. Yeah. You might want to move to Vegas a little bit. I know. Seriously. I'm, I'm on fire. I was above 50% last season too, but so were you by the end of the season as well. Yeah. So, um, all right. Let's roll into it. Just quick recap. I'll run through these games. I forgot to do this last time we do this every week and I just, it's totally my fault. I forgot just a quick recap on anybody who missed any of these games. I'll do it really quick. Chiefs over the chargers, uh, 27, 24 Patriots beat the Steelers 17 to 14, the giants, uh, the two and O giants. I don't know when the last time I could say that giants beat the Panthers, 1916 jets come storming back in a game. They absolutely should not have won, but they beat the Browns. 31 to 30 the Jags obliterated the Colts I mean it was it was bad 24 to 0 uh in Jacksonville the Dolphins Ravens game probably the best game of the day 42 to 38 Dolphins win over the Ravens Tua let me just pull it up real quick for you throws 50 times 469 yards six touchdowns in the win over the Ravens we will get to that later uh the Buccaneers Saints was a baseball game through the first half and then uh and then all of a sudden turned into a football game 20 to 10 over the Saints the Lions get their first one in the season over the Commanders 36 to 27 the 49ers we'll talk about that as well this 49ers game 27 to 7 over the Seahawks Ram Rams hold on against the Falcons Falcons came storming back but the Rams were able to hold it off uh, the Raiders and the Cardinals played. Um, the Broncos played uh, the Texans <laughs> 16 uh, to 9. The Broncos win that game. Cowboys without Dak Prescott beat the Bengals 20 to 17. Packers over the Bears 27 to 10. The Bills beat the Titans convincingly 41 to 7. And the Eagles beat the Vikings 24 to 7. So quickly, before we do move the chains, any thoughts on uh, any one particular game or multiple? Yeah, I'm sure we'll we'll probably touch on everything. Um, tough week for the AFC South. There's a couple of those divisions that are kind of getting bullied a little bit. The AFC South, the AFC West, mm-hmm. pretty pretty early on is getting beat up. Um, I don't have it here in in move the chains, but the Bengals surprising zero and two. Yeah, let me. Um, I actually I want to pull up a stat. Because I sent it, I sent it to my uh, to my family, and I may have sent it to you guys as well. Um, but the Lions, the Jaguars, and the Jets all won this weekend. And I 
the first thought that came to my head was, I don't know when the last time that happened. Well, one of my favorite uh, sports accounts that I follow called WTF Stats um, posted for the first time in over 10 years. So it was um, December 11th, 2011. The Jets, Lions, and Jaguars all won on the same day. So it's uh, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. That doesn't surprise that. me. There, I mean, the a coincidence where all three of those teams are actually good the same year. It's pretty rare. Yeah, yeah. Um, I well, I mean, yeah. So let's just let's just roll right into the change. So play the intro. All right, so move the chains. Again, if you are joining us for the first time, Sam's got three takes. I've got three takes. We don't know uh, what they are. We're going to hear them uh, on the, for the first time live on air with, uh, with you all. So, Sam, kick, uh, get it started. By the way, I totally skipped over the fact that if I agree with the take or he, agree with, if, or he agrees with the take, we say move the chains. If we don't, we're punting. So, sorry, that was a little jumble, but we're going to roll. Yeah, it's all good. It's it's nationally known now, the segment yeah, of the chain. So yeah, it's just it's getting big. So there's no other place to start than with Tua. He's winning the MVP. It's cert <laughs> it's certified now. I I have never been more proud of a take ever. Um, you know I'm still not going to do it yet, and the reason, but I'm I'm much closer to moving the chains on that. It is a reality. In the previous week, um, you know, both of our dark horse quarterback MVP picks have been playing really well. Um, mine, dark uh, horse, two is a front runner. At the beginning of the season, <laughs> he was not a front runner. Maybe through week two, um, but there's a guy in Buffalo who's probably got something to say about that. And then my dark horse pick for MVP uh, down in Philadelphia uh, might have something to say about that as well. Um, but I will say, you know, we were, we were going to find out this season with Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Gusecki, Mostert, um, Alec Ingold. I got to throw him in there. Just, uh, you know, Raider uh, Chase Edmonds, all of these, all of these. Did you weapons say Tyreek Hill? You did say Tyreek Hill. Right? I said Tyreek. Yeah. The first one. Yeah. I'm reading the names right off the, oh, right off the, the I'm just going down the list. Um, with all these weapons Miami has, you know, we were going to find out this season and the organization was going to find out whether or not Tua was going to be their quarterback for the future. And through two games, I mean, he, he does look really good. I, I wouldn't sign off on him winning the MVP, but he definitely, um, he definitely is playing really well. So, so you're moving the chains? No, I'm punting. <laughs> I said I'm not willing to move the chains. <laughs> not yet. I think we got to bring the chains out in a couple of weeks just for a booth review here. Let's yeah. let's see it. See where where the spot of the ball is. I mean, I I don't know. I good on you for for putting it in my mind at the beginning of the season. I really hadn't heard anybody else say that anywhere on any national uh, media. So. Um, I mean, that's just the kind of insight you get here. So, um, all right. I will punt on that one. Mine right now, mine will go, uh, we'll stay in the AFC. We'll actually stay in that division. Uh, mine's going to be about the Bills. The Super Bowl this year is the Bills to lose. Like, and I don't, um, they, they right now feel like the class of the AFC 
And there's not really any team in the NFC right now that it would give me pause about picking Buffalo over any NFC team in the Super Bowl. Um, obviously, the Bills have to make it through the gauntlet that is the AFC. Um, but there's not a team right now in the NFC that I think can hold a candle to Buffalo right now. And uh, you see what that says? Yeah, yeah. So is right it, there. Is it backwards? Nope, that's that's right up. So for those of you listening <laughs> on the uh, on the radios, one of Sam's third take was uh, yep. nobody's close to the Bills right now. So yeah, so go ahead, go ahead. Stuart. Yeah, I mean, let's move that chain. It's probably a touchdown at this point, not even just yeah. a first down. No one is anywhere close to the Bills, at least through no. two games, the first two weeks. On defense looks the best in the league. Offense looks more efficient, more effective than it ever has, and it was a high-powered offense last year. And every other team looks vulnerable. You really don't see any – they just beat beat the brakes off of the Rams, and then they just made Tennessee look, uh, I don't know, embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Well, so I have – so I actually – I was going to say their defense might even be better than their offense, which is which is crazy to say. But in that first game against the Rams, they gave up 243 yards. Um, they had seven sacks three interceptions. Um, And then against the Titans, they gave up 187 yards, had one defensive touchdown, two sacks, uh, two interceptions. And then they also had two uh, fumble recoveries as well. Their defense is outstanding. And it feels wrong to say that their defense might be better than their offense when, you know, they have so many weapons on offense, but I mean, through two games, I know that the bills have put up, uh, you know, they put up 31 and then 41, but their defense, 10 and 7, is what they've given up right now. Um, it's it's unbelievable how just – how much more dominant they look than anybody else in the NFL right now. Yeah, and you're talking about two teams that probably have the two most dangerous weapons or most feared weapons in Derrick Henry's rushing attack and Cooper Cup in the air. And Cooper Cup got his for sure, but it wasn't game-breaking. Or the, the Bills' defense didn't allow it to be game-breaking, and Derrick Henry was stifled in that game. Yeah, let me pull that up because I don't think he—I don't think he got more than thirty yards. Yeah, he had thirteen carries for twenty-five yards. He had one touchdown, but I mean, they shut—they shut that down. Um, mm-hmm. The Titans had eighty rushing yards total in that game, which is not the formula for the Tennessee Titans to be winning, especially NFL this games. year. No, no. So, yeah, the Bills right now are the clear, clear number one team in the league, and we're going to have to do power rankings um, very, very soon. I feel like uh, doing power rankings through two weeks might be a little soon, so maybe by the time we hit week four and get Mm -hmm. a good understanding of where everybody is, that's when we'll start breaking out the power rankings, and then we'll start comparing it to ESPN and Bleacher Report like we we always do. Yeah, we're on the same page there. Um, So my second one is through two weeks, Jags, the Jacksonville Jaguars are looking like this year's Cincinnati Bengals. Interesting. Little Cinderella, you got a number one overall pick QB that's in his second year, looking like he's completely shifted the culture. Weapons all around with Christian Kirk, Travis Etienne, James uh, Robinson, uh, Marvin Jones Jr. 
they got weapons. They don't. Skill, they yeah, they, well. they got skill positions out the wazoo. And that defensive line with um, the number one pick this year and Josh Allen, like, talented bunch there on the defensive line. They're the Cincinnati Bengals this year. Biggest surprise. I mean, they they could be – I will move – the chains on that if you're saying they're going to be the biggest surprise not that they're going to mm. go all the way down into you know the super bowl um yeah i mean i feel like it'd be i mean the giants maybe um but that's i feel like even the jags might be a little more talented than at least on the offensive side of the ball i know it's hard with saquon um because he's better than probably anybody on the jags um offensive 11 but I mean, so they played the Commanders and they played the Colts. They've had the Colts mm-hmm. number um, in Jacksonville for the last couple years. Like the Colts just cannot win down in Jacksonville. Uh, and the Commanders, obviously, they lost to the Commanders. Carson Wentz went berserk. They're not a great team, but I mean, I could very easily see Jacksonville being, you know, the Cincinnati Bengals of this year in the sense that they're the surprise team who wins more games than you think. Because I feel like the Lions probably aren't going to be as surprising to everybody just because of their publicity on hard knocks, um, whether that's fair or not. Um, but I'll, uh, I'll move the chains, at least right now. It'll be interesting to see where the Giants end up. But for now, yeah. I'll, uh, yeah Giants could very well get to 3 now. Well, yeah, I mean, they're playing uh, on Monday Night Football against the Cowboys. That's in um, New York, too, nonetheless. So yeah. that's, a, uh, that's a very winnable game for them. All right. Um, my second move the chains take is going to be the one that I'm not going to move off of, and I feel firmly planted uh, in this now. I didn't pick Jalen Hurts to win MVP, but I said by the end of the season he's going to be in the conversation. And through week two, I feel really good about that. And I'm just going to, I'm going to firmly say now, by the time we get to the end of the season, based on how good Philly looks and how good he's playing, he will be at least in a top three conversation for uh, MVP this season. He went 26 for 31, 333 yards, one touchdown. He did throw a pick, but he also uh, ran for 57 yards and scored two touchdowns. I mean, he accumulated almost 400 yards of total offense. Um or just scrimmage touchdowns and, and I, yeah three touchdowns he is i mean he there were so many questions about whether or not philly was going to keep him or should they move off him they should keep him the <laughs> definitely and he is playing extremely well right now yeah i mean it's a it's against detroit and it's against minnesota uh minnesota looked good in week one we don't really know what detroit's going to be but the ease in which philly is getting these wins i think really says something they should go on to win 11, 10, 11, 12 games this year and easily run away with that division. That's how certain it looks based off the first couple of weeks. Well, and to put it to their schedule, I'm going to read you their schedule. It's bad. It's they have, they got to have one of the easiest schedules in the league, I think. So they're they have the Giants is, on there twice, though. That's true. <laughs> so they've got the Commanders next, which they should win. They have the Jaguars, which they should win. That one's in Philly. It's not in Jacksonville. The win- they play against the Cardinals. Very easily, I could see them winning that game. They play the Cowboys. That'll be three, four, five, six. That'll be week six. I don't know if Dak's going to be back by then, but 
they could definitely win that game. They play the Steelers at home. Then they have the Texans, the Commanders, and the Colts. They have a two tough games against the Packers and the Titans, but then they finish the season with the Giants, the Bears, the Cowboys, the Saints, and the Giants again. Philly could be an 11-12 win team this year. <laughs> there are Big a time. lot of wins to be had right there. <laughs> Big time. I mean, granted, no injuries. Um, they're going to lose a game here and there that they definitely yes. should win for sure, but they're favored in pretty much every one of those games. I'd probably favor them, favor them right now over the Packers. Maybe, yeah. With the pack, yeah, I, with yeah. the Packers' lack of talent. Um, and, yeah, they should – They like I said, they should walk in. Um, I, I'm with a chance on that. Jalen Hurts should finish, especially with the numbers he's putting up. Um, there's a lot of guys. Mahomes should be in there with what he's doing. Yep. Lamar definitely yep. should be in there because he's yep. pretty much doing what – Jalen Hurts is doing but better. Um, and like I said, Tua's going to win it. So that's already a spot locked right. up anyway. So, right. yeah, he'll be he, – he's already in the conversation, right? I think yeah. everyone can sit there and say, unless he falls off a cliff, if he just continues to play like this, he's going to be up there. Do you think it's safe to say right now, would it be a safe pick to – because I'm looking at the NFC, right? Mm-hmm. The NFC West, I think the 49ers are better off now, unfortunately. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll probably get, get into that a little we'll bit. We'll get to that later. That's one of my – That's <laughs> yeah, it's a little teaser. Um, the Packers, I mean, the NFC North, they're all one and one, but I don't think the Bears and the Lions are going to push for that division. I'm assuming the Packers are going to win that. The Bucks, I mean, the Bucks are 2-0. and They haven't – their defense has been amazing, but their offense mm-hmm. is not. Mm. would it be safe to based on how at least right now winnable Philly's schedule look would it be a stretch to say that they could walk away going into the playoffs this season with the number one seed in the NFC yeah I don't think it's a stretch I mean the Rams look vulnerable I still give it to them um just because I respect the talent the fact that they're it seems like they figured it out a little bit against Atlanta that offense definitely looked a lot better than what it was against Buffalo. The defense is a little worrisome, um, especially how much talent they have on that side. Um, yeah, picks. <laughs> Rams have the hardest schedule this year, though. Mm-hmm. So there, there is zero let up for them. Um, Niners, maybe they have a pretty hard schedule too. Yeah, Philly should Philly should walk away with it now that Green Bay's kind of like left that door open for them. Philly should probably walk away with the number one seed. I feel like they could. I really think that they could. I don't think that's a super hot take. Um, all right. What's uh? Oh, your third one was the Bills. Huh. Mm-hmm. All right, I stole that one from you. <laughs> all right, we can. Uh, well, we'll just go through my uh, my two really quickly. Then my my third one was obviously going to be about the Raiders. Um, and oh, we, my we were talking about them this early. Yeah, we're going to talk about them this early. Fire everyone. Fire everyone. <laughs> so the Raiders, obviously, they were up 20 to 0 through the first half. And, you Ooh, know, looking good, they too. Were, they were looking great. Carr was pitching <laughs> a perfect game. Josh was running hard. Everything was, everything was going perfectly. And then the second half hit, and it looked like it looked like the offense was playing to run out the clock as opposed to put more points up, and then go win the game. So 
my take on this is I blame that loss on McDaniels and the coaching staff way more than I do the players. Carr was having a great game. I know people are going to look at one of the throws near the very end when they're driving uh, that almost got picked. I understand that that almost got picked, but it didn't. Um, And it wasn't his fault that Renfro fumbled at the end. And man, I feel so bad for Renfro because he's just been so sure handed for them for so long. So to, to fumble on two plays, that was, that was tough. Um, But I blame that loss on the coaching staff just because the offense came out they looked completely different they were not being aggressive anymore um and there were no downfield passes Devonte, we threw to Devonte twice <laughs> two times um he had two catches <laughs> the entire game two catches for 12 yards and one touchdown that was Devonte's stat line so well, at, at some point at some point, I feel like you just have to throw it to him. I know that they're going to be focusing a lot on Devontae, but just give him the ball. Um, and then I just – I cannot get past the the last play of the game. We get the ball miraculously, miraculously in overtime. Our backup safety comes in and makes the play of his life on fourth down and knocks the ball out of whatever the Cardinals – I don't know what wide receiver. Uh, it was Marquise was. Brown. Was it Brown? comes over and drills him we drive down there they, they need two yards they need two yards to get in carlson's field uh field goal range mind you the guy who has the longest active uh consecutive field goal streak in the league right now um dude is as solid as it comes all you need to do is get two yards so for the life of me i don't know why they're risking throwing the ball when josh has been running really well all game they just needed two yards just run the ball run the ball two or three times. I know they threw a very safe pass out to the, out to the side and it would have gotten two yards. Renfro crossed that line, but man, just, I, I don't get the, I don't get that play call right there. Um, and there was another series. There were a couple series in the third and fourth quarter where their play calling was just, it was atrocious. And I, people are going to look at that game and maybe blame it on Derek. I don't see that at all. You can't, it's one thing for him to be missing throws, but if his receivers are only running six yards downfield, like what do you want him to do? Um, so the aggression just was totally taken out of the sales in the second half. So I, I blame that loss on the coaching, not not on Derek, not on the receivers. There were just some bad play calls in the second half. Yeah, I think I think the only thing you can do is move the chains on that. Um the blame should lie on that coaching staff and how they completely changed the script a little bit in that second half. Um, if they win, maybe you sit there and like, Oh, it worked. Like they, that was so smart what they did. But the fact that they gave up a 20 point lead is a little, little shocking, especially to an Arizona Cardinals team that looked like they were on their way to the number one pick through mm-hmm. uh, six quarters of football. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's got to be worrisome, though, how poorly the defense has played this year, right? They well, uh, <laughs> Chargers through three quarters looked like they could get anything they wanted. Keenan Allen gets injured, and then they stall. Um, Arizona, maybe you just put it down to Kyler Murray's brilliance and his, his the fact that he is the most athletic person on the field at any given point. Maybe that's just what it comes down to, but, man, it, 
for a time where you need Chandler Jones, Max Crosby to just step up and get that big time stop, they just needed that one to stall one of those drives and they get that so, win. So I actually don't think the defense has played all that poorly. I mean, they kept mm-hmm. they kept Herbert under 300 yards. They kept Eckler under um, under 40 yards rushing. They didn't allow um, any of the Chargers wide receivers to get over 70 yards. And then yesterday. I thought they were doing I like I get I get that they allowed 29 points, but some of those plays like again, some of those plays you just have to tip your cap to Kyler because Max Max almost sacked Kyler like seven times. And <laughs> Max was in his face all game and he did get to him. He did get to him early. Um he did get a sack and they did get an interception. Um but Nate Hobbs God, what a second season he is having. The Raiders found a stud cornerback in Nate Hobbs, and Crosby was all over the backfield. Um, they were getting after Kyler a little bit, but, you know, when um, at some point, like I said, Kyler just makes these plays. Like, you can't account for a guy literally having a play go on for 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, and the secondary covered everybody. Like, he didn't throw the ball on that two-point conversion. He just got everybody, like, spread out and then just used his speed and ran. So I I truthfully don't think that the Raiders' defense has played. They haven't allowed a 100-yard receiver. They haven't allowed a 100-yard rusher. No, uh, through two weeks, Kyler Murray and Justin Herbert haven't uh, thrown over 300 yards. Um, They've gotten a couple sacks. They've gotten a couple turnovers. I don't think they're playing that well. I think the offense right now is underperforming more than anything else. Um, I think the one noticeable thing is missing from their offense, and it's very apparent, you know, with the switch between Gruden and McDaniels, is they're just not aggressive right now. Uh, I mean, with Gruden, people like to like to you know knock on Carr for not being somebody who throws the ball downfield, which I don't understand at all because with Gruden, they were dialing up bombs uh during the game like taking multiple shots each game and they i mean when you have darren waller you have Devonte, you have hunter you have all these guys who can get downfield i don't know why i know mcdaniels is more methodical but man they got to take some shots and they got to be aggressive because they've got the weapons to have an outstanding offense so to only score 19 points and 23 points through the first two games, that is not what I expected from the offense. I actually think the offense is underperforming. The defense is playing much better than I thought they were going to, just having watched uh, like every second of these first two games. I'm very happy with Nate Hobbs that he's on our team. Um, and Crosby just is as relentless as ever. So I, I, I don't know. It's tough right now being a Raider fan because both of those games feel like they, like they had a – Obviously, they should have won the Cardinals game, and they had a shot at the end against the Chargers too. And there's just no let up. My dad was saying it yesterday. He was like, he was like, they have to win three games in a row to get above 500, <laughs> and then they have to win one after that to stay above 500. And their schedule, there's just no let up. I mean, they have the they have the Titans and the Broncos, which are two very winnable games. The Broncos are not what they uh, are expected to be were mm-hmm. expected to be at the beginning of the season and the Titans are 0 and 2 as well. So, two very winnable games and then you have I believe Houston after that. No, you have the Chiefs. You have Houston after that. So, 
you can go three and three through six games and be okay, but God, they have to win the next two games because if they lose to the Titans, yeah, they're done. They're done. They're not making I was the just, playoffs. Just about to ask, where does the panic level go if they fall zero and three? I I think if they fall zero and three, and it's not that I don't think they would be talented enough to dig themselves out of that hole. I just think that hole would be, um, like they have the talent to do it. I just don't think the teams in the AFC are going to let them. I think they're just going to keep getting to. So they could win all these games, but that hole that they dug themselves, that they theoretically would dig themselves in if they mm. lose three games, I think it's going to be more about the teams around them than them because that gap is just going to get too big. So if, if they lose to the Titans, then I think that's it. I don't think they're making it to the playoffs. And then I just, I'm going to be rooting for Jalen Hurts the rest of the season. <laughs> Not really. I mean, I'll root for the Eagles. If the Eagles win, the Eagles make the playoffs. I'm going to be rooting for a Bills Eagles Super Bowl because, good God, that would be a lot of fun. Um, no, the Bills would just cream them. Yeah, well, uh, Bills would cream anybody right now. But yeah, I think if they lose next week against Tennessee, um, yeah, then I don't, I think that's just going to be too much for them. We're calling for McDaniel's job at that point. Yeah, I'm going to start coaching. <laughs> we're dialing up some bombs all right so last one uh for you on move the change which will actually transition a little bit out of it um once you give me your answer on this it will be about the 49ers which i knew we were going to talk about uh anyway so the unfortunate question that i find myself having to ask you um or the unfortunate statement that i find myself making here now is the 49ers are now better off today than they were 48 hours ago with their quarterback situation. Ooh. Um, at least for the season. I yeah. Say. So it's a two parter for, for the season. Yeah. Takes off all controversy or um, competition that may go on. No longer are we sitting there week to week of, man, if Trey Lance plays poorly, are they going to put Jimmy in? And then what does that mean? Right. That's gone. It's just another year of Jimmy Garoppolo being the quarterback of the Niners, and they're gonna go on make the make the playoffs and probably end up in the Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> so in that case, yeah, I think it is a better situation. But in the long term, man, this might have been one of the worst things for Trey Lance's development. It would have been even if you could you were going to sit there and tell me they're going to be six and 11 at the end of the year but Trey Lance starts every single game and he's showing improvement I probably would have taken it for next season and then to go into next season with an improved Trey Lance and still the same talented roster I would have taken that but now it's like all this dude needed to do was play and get reps and he's just gonna be rehabbing this Mm -hmm. next year right he can't even work on his mechanics can't work on his game while he's rehabbing. So he's going to be stuck at the same level and he's going to be going into his third year. I guess you just take it, take away like the fandom or anything like is just so unfortunate for the human being that this happened to him. It's going to be interesting because if you're the Niners, you can't hang on to Jimmy after the end of the season. I don't think, um, I don't think he would want to, especially if he plays well. If they win the Super Bowl, I mean, what was the big knock of Jimmy that he can't stay healthy? Well, now they just they drafted a dude that is out for the season, right? And he yeah. was and he was nicked up a lot last year too. 
Yeah, if if they go on to win the Super Bowl, which I don't think they will, but I don't think it's oh, out of the won. question. I don't think it's out of the question that they make it to the top four, especially mm. with the NFC being as um, weak as it is. I could see a Philly 49ers uh, NFC championship game. Um, well, Niners got that easy. I don't think so. <laughs> um, and if Jimmy won the Super Bowl, I don't think he stays. He One, gets I don't a bag. think he gets a bag somewhere, somewhere. Um, but I don't think he stays because I don't think you can keep him. I know, I know. Maybe the inclination from fans might be to keep him a little bit, but like you drafted Trey, you're kind of stuck with him for the next two to three years. But who um, says that? Like, why? Why would well, they be stuck I, with him? I know they don't have to be because I know the whole like Josh Rosen thing and then Kyler Murray, but like, I... well, Kyle, Kyle and John have already shown they are making unorthodox decisions here. The fact that they brought Jimmy in this year was seen as such an unorthodox. The fact that they traded up to get Trey Lance when they had Jimmy was such an yeah. unusual move. Like they have been putting themselves in these unusual, um, like never traveled situations like no other franchise has even put themselves in that opportunity to yeah. be what situation they're in right now who knows what they do they feel i feel like they're pretty comfortable with what other whatever decision they're willing to make and you got to give them credit the fact that they are now paying jimmy five million to be their starting quarterback this year yeah right like how shrewd of a business move was that the fact that they were able to bring him back and for 20 million less than what they would be paying him if they just started him this year yeah it feels like a um i mean in the moment i know a lot of people questioned that move but man what a uh what an absolute gem to have him now yeah um so because i mean now now your season looks brighter, unfortunately, with him. Um, yeah, it's t- so I would have loved to have sit here and been like, oh, no, Trey looks on par with Jimmy. But we just didn't get enough time to see that. Yeah, well, I think so all now, fans would have wanted that, I imagine. So, yeah, now the only thing we can really say is, well, they looked pretty good in the in the time that he was playing against Seattle there this weekend. They looked a lot better than against Chicago. Trey still hasn't been able to throw in a dry game yet. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so we still don't know what he looks like in normal climate. Um, <laughs> That's true. But yeah, I mean, right now, Jimmy Garoppolo is a better quarterback. And he should mm-hmm. be. He's a like six, seven-year vet in the NFL. He should be a lot better and more comfortable than what Trey Lance is right now. Right. Well, I mean... It'll be interesting to see what happens with the 49ers going forward because I do think now they become one of the most interesting teams in the NFL um, mm-hmm. with with Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback because I think they're a legitimate threat now. Um, so yeah, we'll see we'll see what happens with uh, with the 49ers. Uh, before we move on to our picks, I was doing a little bit of research and I just I was able to find. Um, we talked about power rankings the nfl um, or nfl.com 
has a power ranking list right here. So we're not going to do obviously hours on this episode, but I'll just read you quickly uh, their mm-hmm. top 10 uh, for who they have through week two. Uh, so I'll start from 10 and then work my way up to one. So at number 10, they have the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, nine, they have the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, eight, Miami mm-hmm. Dolphins. Uh, seven is the Chargers. Six is the Rams. Five is Green Bay. Feels a little high. Four is Tampa. Three is Philly. Also feels high. Two is Kansas City. And one is Buffalo. Any major gripes there? Um, I think Baltimore is low. And um, who is is seven again? Or who is eight, seven? Uh, Eight, seven. So eight is Miami and seven is the Chargers. I think Baltimore and Miami are too low. Um, I'd put the Niners behind Baltimore. Uh, I'd put the Rams probably behind those two teams. I'd definitely put Green Bay. I'd put Tampa Bay behind those two teams for sure. Yeah, they're 2-0, but their offense looks like it's regressed significantly. Yeah, they have a lot of injuries, but it still doesn't look like the same thing. Yeah, I... um... I think, you know, when we do our power rankings, I know that one of our criteria is we're not judging based off what the team should be. It's just based off literally what we've seen the first two weeks. Yeah. So I don't feel I don't feel that Buffalo and Kansas City being one, two uh, is bad. I don't think Philly being three is bad, but Tampa at four feels high. I know it's Tom Brady. I know it's Tampa, but I don't, but you and I have talked about again, like I just mentioned that I don't know if that's exactly what power ranking should be. So I agree. I think Miami should be higher. Um, Baltimore should probably be higher as well. I mean, you can slight them maybe for the loss, but it was a, it's not like they got blown out. So I don't take yeah. a ton away from them. Um, I think the Rams, yeah, should probably be lower. Green Bay should definitely be lower than five. Um <laughs> Yeah, how is how is Green Bay ahead of like that Chicago win wasn't very impressive. No, I don't know. And speaking of that, where is Chicago? Like just to just to like Chicago's 30th. <laughs> so um and the Raiders are 15. So that's Oof. interesting. That's um, too high. They have Tennessee at 20. <laughs> that's not too high. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um but uh yeah i don't know so yeah come week four we'll have our power rankings uh but nfl uh thumbs down on your power rankings sorry um you don't really know what you're talking about um yeah the giants don't even get in the top 10 what are we doing what the hell (laughs) all right so let's do um week three of the nfl season um as i type in week nfl three that's uh trying to type and talk at the same time all right let's do our picks so last week um i i ended up winning by quite a bit on that one so pat myself on the back for that so it is currently 2-0 we're going to week three let's get this going uh steelers browns browns are at home thursday night game give me uh give me the browns all right i'm gonna take the steelers um i could see the browns winning this game uh, and I think they're going to be motivated coming off that dreadful loss against the Jets. Uh, but I do think the Steelers just top to bottom are a better team. Although I won't be surprised if the Browns win. 
Um, Nick Chubb has had a great start to the season. Kamari Cooper had his uh, emergence game as a Brown. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I can see it happening. Uh, but I'm not going to pick the Browns yet, so I'll take the I'll take the Steelers, Bills, Dolphins. <laughs> so I looked at this game, and you know, I I loved I loved your idea. The more I thought about it, about how often about comparing at the end of the season what the team's actual record is going to be versus how much we picked them. Yeah. Because I don't think the Bills are going to go under. I mean, they look like they could go undefeated. If there's a game that they're going to lose. <laughs> It could be this one in Miami, but I'm not going to pick them. I'm not going to pick them. Um, but I will not be the least bit surprised if Miami uh, snake bites them down in uh, in Miami. Man, my head is saying Buffalo. <laughs> my heart. It's, I know. It's, it's in South Beach. <laughs> um, that might be one that I got to flip. I'll go with Buffalo for now. All righty. Um, but I feel like kind of a like fake if I don't choose Miami. Oh, yeah? Because they got the MVP on their team. Right. I mean, but uh, the actual MVP is on the other team. So, um, all right. So, let's keep it moving. Jets, Bengals. I don't think this game is as easy as it might appear on paper. <laughs> now, where did the Jets come from? Where did this Joe Flacco-led offense come from? Joe Flacco turning back the clock. The Jets' defense is not too shabby against an offensive line in Cincinnati that looks like it's regressed. How? That's even possible. Um, this is a respect pick. I'm I'm still going with Cincy. They've, they've proved me wrong twice already, but still sticking with them. All right, I'm going to go Cincy as well, but if we need to flip, I know you said that you, you can flip on the Bills game. I If we need to flip, I'll flip on this one, and then I will take the Jets. Uh, but right now, yeah, I'll go Cincy, yeah, just out of respect. Uh, Raiders, Titans, obviously I'm, I, I'm going with the Raiders. I'm also going to go with the Raiders. I think the Titans are dog water. God, if, if they lose to the Titans there will not be a show the following week. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will go into hibernation. <laughs> Titled, oh, What Happened to Jason? <laughs> All right, Saints, Panthers. Panthers are at home. Yeah, give me – both these teams, I do not feel confident at all. Um, I'm going to take the Saints. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Defense-wise, defense still looks good for the Saints. But this whole Jameis and his back hurting, then it's kind of scary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who did Carolina just lose to? They lost to. Uh, pull it up for you. Lost the Giants. Lost to the Giants. Yeah. Giants are a good team, though. I'm going Carolina. Giants are a great team. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You got the Panthers. All right. Let's move it on to the Ravens Patriots. I'll take the Ravens on the road. I will also take the Ravens. Ravens on the road. Not much gripe there. All right. Lions, Vikings. Ooh, I like that game. <laughs> I like that game. Um man. Oh, what, what are you go, thinking? I don't I don't know. I was about to commit to the Lions, but I know that oh God. Minnesota is so weird to me because they feel like they should put up a thousand points a game with mm-hmm. Jefferson and Thielen and Cook and Cousins is a more than capable quarterback. 
but then he has games like the other night. Um, so I'm going Minnesota. It's not in prime time, not on Monday night. We'll get with best cousins, and it's in Minnesota too. Yeah, and Detroit's they're letting teams put up some points on them. They are. Um, I'm looking at the the Vikings are a five and a half point favorite at home. Yeah, I think I have to do the Vikings. I don't want to. I don't want to. I wanted that Detroit train to ride. Yeah. Nothing to say podcast picked Detroit two weeks in a row. Yeah. Let that be known. All right. uh, Eagles commanders. I'll take the Eagles on the road. Ooh, a little Carson Wentz revenge game here. Mm It's kind of spicy. (laughs) I mean... I picked the commanders last week and they <laughs> I'll go Philly. Okay. I was gonna say I don't overthink that one. I don't think until the Eagles do something to prove anybody wrong. Sam one minute. Yeah, Philly can have the number one seed in the NFC. The next minute they'll probably lose to Washington. <laughs> right. Right. All right. Uh I'll take the Chiefs on the road against the Colts. Yeah, same. A lot of road teams we're picking here. Yeah, a lot of road teams. Um, Texans, Bears. Bears are at home. I'm going to – I don't know. I was about to say the Bears. I was about to say the Bears. Um, bad. They did look bad. bad. And you know what? Davis Mills is actually not too bad. Is it going to um, rain? Because if it's going to rain, uh, Justin Fields is going to look great. I need a weather forecast for Chicago. Uh, you know what? You know what? Virginia. I'll pick the Bears. <laughs> Make her feel good. <laughs> In case you, yeah, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Bears. It, it, I'm, I'm, that's gonna be more of a respect pick for the potential environment that uh, that game is gonna be played in. So so we got chances of thunderstorms and forty percent forty percent chance of rain. Bears. Let's all go day. To Bears. <laughs> Bears all day. Give me, Bears give me Justin Fields, Mr. Two Gloves. All right, Chargers uh, at home against the Jaguars. Give me the Chargers. I I know Jaguars should be a surprise team, but too much respect for the Chargers. All right, Cardinals are at home against the Rams. I'm going to take the Rams. Um, I still don't believe in what Arizona – they only looked good because the Raiders let them look good. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Buccaneers, Packers. Tough game. Both, both teams I do not like. Um, this is a bad matchup for Green Bay's offense against I agree. Tampa Bay's defense. Um, I agree. I'm going to take Tampa. Mm-hmm. As much as I would love to take the Packers. Um, yeah. No, the Bucks defense has just – they've been great through the first two weeks. And – I don't see any reason why that won't continue against a Packers offense, which, I mean, Aaron Jones had a great game. Alan Lazard played well, but uh, I think it'll be, I think it'll be tough for them. Uh, Falcons, Seahawks. Oh, the birds. Um, Seahawks. uh, Let's see. Atlanta, Atlanta opens as a one point underdog in that game. Yeah, give me give me Atlanta. 
<clears throat> I don't know. It's in Seattle. Yeah, that's where I'm. That's what I'm saying. Um, who the Falcons play? They almost lost. The Falcons have like almost beat two pretty good teams. Uh, New Orleans and the Rams. Yeah, you know what? I'll take the Falcons. I don't. Um, they've had a they've had a tough slate again. Opening up with the Chiefs and the Rams is not um, is not easy. They almost won both of those games. So, yeah, they should. I think they should theoretically be better than the the Seahawks. Broncos Forty Niners. Give me the give me the Niners. Let's ride. Yeah, I'll take the Forty Niners on the road as mm-hmm. well uh, up in Denver. I this mean, is going to be the game where Russell Wilson and Denver yes, just you watch. put it all together. <laughs> yeah, just against the Niners. He's like, oh, I'm playing, I'm playing the Niners defense. That's just like going home. Easy. <laughs> all play right. Against them in my sleep. I don't even need it. I'll watch as much film as Kyler Murray watches. <laughs> so the Giants have opened up as a slight favorite versus Dallas at home on Monday night. Who are we taking? <laughs> The Giants or the Cowboys? Wow. You know, I like I like Dallas with Cooper Rush. They looked oh, a lot better. Man, I'll tell you what. I'll pick the Giants, and Ooh. then we'll and then you flip with the Cincy one, or you flip with your pick, and then I'll flip with mine to get us to five. I'll get us to five. Yeah, because if I pick if I pick the Giants. And you take the Cowboys. We're at three. I already said I'd flip on the Jets. Yep. And um, I'm taking Miami. Okay. Wow. I am taking the three and oh. The Tua for MVP chance are going to be bonkers. All after right. This week. <laughs> the Tua for MVP chance. Man, I'm telling you, I mean, if, there, if there's a game that the the Bills are going to lose. I feel like this this is a this is for sure one of those games. Tough matchup. Um, it's a it's a tough game. It's in a place that's hard to play. Um, so all right. So the official picks that we are different on. I have the Steelers. Sam has the Browns. I don't feel great about that one. Uh, I have the Bills. He's got Miami. I've got the Jets <laughs> over Cincinnati. I have the Saints over the Panthers, and I have the Giants over the Cowboys. So let it be known that this week I have picked the Jets and the Giants. Hey, it and worked out for you last I week. Almost, almost picked the Lions too. <laughs> Wait, you picked, you picked the Browns. No, I picked the Browns. No, I'm sorry. I almost picked the Lions at Minnesota as well. <laughs> so we shall see what happens. Uh, with week three a lot of good games this week i think the that bills dolphins one is going to be fun i think the jets Bengals has a chance to be entertaining because of uh the Bengals feel like they should rebound the jets are playing maybe a little better than they uh should or maybe mm-hmm. who knows i mean who knows with that team the eagles commanders game that's a divisional game that might be kind of fun yeah um, detroit, Packers, minnesota, Bucks, detroit minnesota yep that'll be fun uh rams cardinals that's divisional that could be um a lot of fun 49ers broncos i mean that's got the potential to be cool too and the cowboys giants there's a lot of good games on the slate this week yeah i mean to reiterate that um there's a lot of games with teams that are playing against each other that i think are like equal footing like houston chicago Mm -hmm. might not be a good game it's gonna be close 
right? Because those yeah. teams are pretty equal. Atlanta and Seattle, those teams are kind of on the same level. Um, I'd even put New Orleans and Carolina kind of Lions, in that Vikings, boat a little maybe. bit. Yeah, Lions, uh, yeah, kind of. Um, Dallas Giants, who knows what yeah, the heck is going to happen up. in that game, right? So it just makes it interesting. Yeah, even the 49ers-Broncos game. I mean, you got to think that Denver is going to eventually – turn it up but the 49ers right now feel like they're the better team you know oh, there's, so they're super bowl favorites in the nfc so, right. <laughs> all right well thank it's you gonna be so crazy much. the niners and dolphins being the super bowl <sighs> <laughs> that'll be that'll be your day you'll just be like skipping around the room like yes i'm rooting for the niners but i ain't even gonna be mad if the dolphins win. so it's it's right it should be like i think right there in that corner right that 38%, right? If it goes down to 5%, but the Dolphins are winning all these games, I couldn't care less. Right. Well, I already said if the Raiders lose next week, I won't be here. So, <laughs> so I could care, but you only should, about uh, one. Title this uh, maybe the last podcast. <laughs> maybe the last one. <laughs> This might be the last time we made it to uh, 145. Yeah, it's been yeah, a good if, run. If the Raiders lose, yeah, I expect the the show to change and for at least one of the hosts to not be here anymore. <laughs> so, all righty, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, we really do appreciate it. Have a great week. Uh, enjoy the football, and we will see you all uh, after week three and ready to preview week four. See you. Bye.